Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording this from NGC Studios. Uh, technically, I'm recording this on Tuesday night here before I go to bed, uh, but this is the Wednesday edition. So I hope you all are doing well wherever you are listening to this in the past, present, future hour. And uh, a couple quick housekeeping things. Uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to apologize, um, or rather let you know, that um, the the uh, Whitfield Report Saturday edition, that podcast, uh, the, the file on that, for whatever reason, got corrupted. I was not able to uh, download that from YouTube, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I simply haven't had the chance to uh, fix that yet this week, um, just because I've been busy with school and whatnot, and I might not uh, be able to get to that uh, podcast, to be honest. Um, There's a lot of stuff that, you know, needs to happen. I've uh, tried fixing some stuff with downloading the video file from YouTube, but, um, you know, that's why there was no uh, podcast episode on Saturday. So I didn't skip an episode. I posted the, uh, you know, the Gamma Hugbox uh, podcast on Monday. Uh, the live stream of that was on Friday, but I posted the audio on Monday. Um, so for those of you who were wondering what was up with that, that's what happened. And, uh, like I said, I will try to upload Saturday's show if I can, but it was four hours long. And, uh, you know, usually when I do longer podcasts like that, YouTube can be a bit sketchy at like, like letting me download them for whatever reason. And, um, I've been having a good way to record, like, the longer, uh, podcasts like that. But it is what it is. I'm not worried about it. You're here for the Wednesday edition. So let's get right down to it. And, um, today's topic, ladies and gentlemen, is one I've touched on a little bit over the past few weeks. But it's something I haven't really discussed quite in depth yet and it's one I feel needs to be covered I talked a little bit about it last Monday on the Periscope stream when I announced the Patreon um, page I did a podcast episode last week uh, and I titled it Where Do We Go From Here and um This is kind of a continuation of that, so to speak. Um, And I guess the title of this podcast would be um, What Happens After the Election. And here's the the bottom line. I'm going to get my point uh, out right out the gate at the top. The point is, we don't really know who's going to win the election right now. It's either going to be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And if you know me, and you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you probably know which side I am rooting for. Uh, Obviously, most of the people listening to this program are more than likely favorable of Trump over Biden like I am, right? And, you know, I don't really need to explain why I think Trump needs to win. I mean, we've seen that, right? With Antifa and, you know, Black Lives Matter, some of the more radical protests out there. There's a lot of stuff that the left wing is pulling that is, in my mind, 
more dangerous than anything that the left could be claiming about the right wing, right? With us being white supremacists and, uh, you know, neo-Nazis and whatnot. That, that's an old, you know, game that the left has played, that the radical left has played, you know, for the past probably, well, ever since Trump ran for president in, in like late 2015 and in 2016, to be honest. And it was a smear tactic then, and it, you know, it's, it's a smear tactic now. But regardless, I don't want to get off on a Trump tangent here. Because there are radical factions on both sides, right? Antifa's bad. Um, and so are the more radical elements of Black Lives Matter. And to be even more frank, I would say that the vast majority of Black Lives Matter as an organization, you know, they do promote Marxism and they do promote ideologies that I and many of my listeners find, uh, you know, not only repugnant, but quite harmful as well. And there's no getting um, around that. And my biggest fear with Biden isn't so much that he himself is a radical. I think he is, but more than that, the biggest fear I have with Joe Biden is that he, clearly the man has, um, you know, some sort of dementia. He's not all there. And if he were to become president, I feel like he could become the puppet, essentially, of whatever AOC and uh, Ilhan Omar and, and, you know, basically the the quasi-communist faction of the DNC. See, they'll basically be running the show. And Kamala Harris is essentially one of them. And if Joe Biden becomes, you know, president, or, you know, and, and then passes away, you know, if something happens and he's incapacitated, then she'll be running the country, you know, as president, and she'll be... You know, she's part of that whole gang with AOC and Ilhan Omar. So we will literally have the, you know, the most radical of the radical left running the country, basically. And that's not good. Um, but, you know, again, I don't want to get, get off on a tangent about that point. My point with that being is one of two things is going to happen. Either Trump is going to win re-election and he'll serve for another four years. And again, I know everyone is hoping, you know, at least in this audience, for the most part, everyone is hoping that that is going to happen, right? But there's a chance that, you know, there's a very good chance that that might not happen, there's a very good chance that Biden will become the next president of the United States. You know, and the polls are so fractured right now that depending on which one you look at, Biden's going to win the whole thing or Trump is going to win the whole thing and he's like secretly ahead somehow. But this brings me to the bigger, broader topic of this show, right? Either way, we're going to, to uh, you know, have a president after election. And in either case, the country is going to be deeply polarized if not even more so, I feel. 
Barack Obama did fundamentally change America, folks. And I don't lay it solely on his feet for the problems. I think social media had a lot to do with this too when it came out. But things are definitely more polarized. And so it's hard for me to see a situation where the country is going to come together and unite and find common ground. And I thought that with COVID and everything going on, I thought that maybe, you know, COVID would be the second 9-11 because as horrible as 9-11 was, 9-11 did unify the country, you know, as a whole for, you know, quite a number of years, actually, before everything became really, you know, toxic. There was an American unity after 9-11 that, you know, now we can only dream of if we're being honest. And it's sad. But the reality is, I don't think we're going to go, I don't think we're going to get that type of unity back now, if ever. But with all that being said, like I said, one day, soon, in just a few weeks, Either Trump is going to be reelected or Joe Biden is going to be newly elected. And one side is going to be extremely pissed off and the other is going to be celebrating. So my question to you in this listening audience is how is that going to affect you and your mental state and mental well-being and emotional well-being. I'm assuming that, you know, most of us here are conservative or at least conservatarian. So, you know, even if you don't directly support Trump, if you're more of like a libertarian type, you know, you don't like other candidates, I, I get that. But most libertarians, even I would say, if you if you give them the option between Trump or Biden and you say you can't opt out of it, you have to choose either one, most oftentimes they're going to choose Trump. So let's just assume that the entire audience for this You know, for the purpose of this podcast, let's assume that my entire audience is supporting Trump for this scenario, right? A lot of people have been saying that Trump is going to win, you know, in a landslide on the right. And I hope to God that happens. But what if it doesn't? I'm not necessarily worried about right-wingers going out and doing anything bad, like, you know, rioting or, or protesting. And I don't see conservatives doing that necessarily. I don't see any members of, of this audience necessarily doing anything violent. But... I don't see unification between Republicans and Democrats coming back. And that concerns me. Because politics at this point, folks, it's become 
personal for so many people. And I mean, I guess it always has, but it's gotten to the point where now politics cannot be separated from anything. Right, you turn on the NFL, it's all Black Lives Matter and, you know, and, you know, uh, politics and, uh, you know, a lot of athletes are becoming, you know, activists as well. And it's a free country, they have the right to do so. But, you know, sports used to be a form of escapism. Same with, with the movies to a certain extent, right? Even though they were, you know, pushing a, a, a more, you know, left-wing message, they've always kind of done that. It was more hidden, but now it's like completely out in the open now. Right. And then the right has kind of thankfully dominated the internet space so to speak, right? A lot of us who are the conservative or conservative libertarian, we've kind of filled the podcast space for better or for worse, right? But here's the thing. At some point, we have to interact with each other in a society. We have to interact with our family members and our neighbors who may or may not, you know, agree with each other's political stances. And so, This brings up something that I've been thinking about a lot that I can't really even artic articulate, but it's just the idea that my advice to you, ladies and gentlemen, is to treat people with decency and to treat people with respect as best you can after the election, regardless of the results, right? That would be my big request of this audience. My other big request is to not let it not let the uh, election results get you down on the off chance that Biden wins. That's what I've spent the last 18 minutes trying to build up to say, but let's just rip off this band-aid here. What I'm trying to say is, if Biden wins, right, and you're a conservative member of this audience, Are you going to be able to actually handle it? I, I would think a lot of people would say, yes, I would hope so. But, but maybe not. And so I want to bring up that possibility of Biden winning, and there's a very good chance of that happening, so that you guys can mentally prepare for that possibility. And I believe that by doing that, you know, we're less likely to have, and I'm not saying we ever would have, like, you know, the screaming in the sky, SJW types, but let me tell you this. It would definitely be a shocker. How do I know this? Because in 2012, after Benghazi happened, after 
the left tried to take our guns away, you know, post Sandy Hook. After all that, Benghazi was the main thing for me, but, you know, there were other instances. You know, the Trayvon Martin handling by Obama, you know, and, you know, one of the first big, you know, gaps in kind of racial division of the country. After all that, just in 2012 alone, I thought that Obama would for sure be done. His approval rating prior to the election wasn't that great from what I remember. And so, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Mitt Romney, but had I been able to vote in that election, I was still 17 at the time, I would have pulled the the lever for Romney, but I definitely remember thinking back in 2012, Romney's got this in the bag. There's no way that Obama is reelectable, right? And then Obama won, and I was kind of shocked because I was so sure that he would lose. So sure of it. All of the polls that I had read indicated to me that Obama would lose and that Romney would become the 45th president of the United States in 2012. And that didn't happen. And at first I was shocked and I was upset, but I didn't let the disappointment of that election get me down. And that's the key. I still kept on podcasting. And in fact, at the time, there were a lot of other teenage conservatives out there who had kind of jumped on the Tea Party movement bandwagon. That was kind of how they got their start, and that was kind of how I got my start, you know, to be honest. And a lot of those Tea Party teenage conservatives at the time, a lot of them jumped ship. A lot of them uh, jumped off the ship after the 2012 election. Some of them had good reasons for doing so, probably, but some of them dipped out because they were so sure that Romney was going to win and they were staking their reputations on it. Right? And they had had all these plans, you know, that Romney was going to win and that it was going to be glorious and then none of that stuff happened. It crippled a lot of them. And, you know, it was really disappointing. At that point, I had only been five years into podcasting, but still, that was long enough to where I could have thrown in the towel if I had wanted to with political commentary. I was really disappointed as much as anyone that Romney lost in that election. I was. But then I also remembered that I love podcasting itself more than I ever loved the political stuff, right? Politics was just a subject that I was, you know, knowledgeable about at the time because I was a fucking nerd that way, right? So politics was a topic that I could use, but the podcast was always the the podcast itself was always the passion. Still is. 
And that's what I realized in 2012. And that's something that I've carried forward with me that really helped me out in 2016. And it's helped me out now, now too. Now, let me tell you something about 2016. 2016, I, I had a very strange mindset because I remember on the, I remember on election day, on, no, on the eve of election day, so the night before election day 2016, I remember I tuned into Donald Trump's, like, final campaign rally, which I think was either in Michigan or Pennsylvania at the time, but I can't remember off the top of my head. And I remember listening to him. And if you guys know my story, you know that I wasn't the biggest fan of Trump at first, but that I had said, as Andrew Breitbart once famously said, I will vote for whoever the Republican candidate is because if we don't, the left wins, right? So that was my impotence for voting for Trump. It wasn't necessarily because I liked Trump. It was because I hated Hillary more. Although, you know, since then I actually have come to, you know, like Trump for the way he handles the media and whatnot. Yeah, I get the criticisms of his personality and whatnot, but overall, you know, I found him to be actually a pretty good president. All that aside, though, going back to, you know, election night eve, I remember watching that rally and thinking, well, he's probably not going to win because Hillary probably has has it rigged. But it's been one hell of a ride. And this will be, you know, this will just be more stuff for me to comment on the, on the podcast on the Whitfield Report. So I kind of went in with a losing attitude, right, with regards to Election Day 2016. So when the results actually came in, and I've told this story on the podcast too before, it was so exhilarating that, quite honestly, folks, I don't think I even went to bed that night. I was so amped up. I I couldn't believe it that Trump had won. For conservatives, it truly was a miracle, in a sense. And I, I still consider it to be one. And God willing, it happens again but it might not. And so, this has got me thinking how I'm going to react after the election. Right? And the bottom line is, regardless of who wins, I'm still going to keep doing this podcast. For as long as I can. For you guys. Because. We've built an audience. We've built a community. And we're starting to build. You know. A support community over on Patreon as well. Which I'll, I'll, I'll get to at the end of the show. But. This podcast has outgrown just politics for me. It's gone beyond that. 
you know, now I not only cover that, but, you know, I cover, you know, some comedy. I, you know, I do just some funny bits with my friends. I just shoot the breeze and talk a life on this podcast. Um, you know, Apex Gale and I will get together for an episode of the Gamma Hug Box, you know, whatever, which is usually featured, you know, in this feed, and we'll, we'll just shoot the breeze or talk about, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'll just come on here and talk about, you know, movies or music or do what I'm doing right now and just bear my, you know, bear my thoughts to you guys in an, you know, in a somewhat coherent slash incoherent rant. Right? And I just bear my soul to you guys. And that's what this podcast is. That's what it has evolved to after, you know, 14, 13, you know, almost 14 years now. And that's going to be the way it goes until I can no longer do this podcast and I hope I hope I'll be able to do this podcast until I'm 50 or 60 not only do I hope I can keep doing that but I hope that this podcast can actually take off and actually you know become you know more monetizable than it is it already is monetized But believe me, I have ambitions to take this show and this podcast in bigger directions, but I'm going to do it in a good way. I'm not going to become a grifter, you know, as much as I can. I'm going to avoid becoming, you know, a grifter or just another another salesman to do it. I'm going to do it my way. But more than that, more than the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and more than school or, you know, my career after school, you know, after I graduate or anything else, after the election, regardless of what happens, I'm going to do my best to treat people with decency and respect and kindness where I can. I'm not saying that everyone is going to, you know, be deserving of those things. And I'm certainly not a, you know, kumbaya, let's all hold hands, you know, and sing peace songs. I'm definitely not that type, and you guys know that about me for sure if you've been listening. But I'm not a host. I'm not a hostile guy. I'm not intentionally an asshole. You know, if I'm an asshole, it's usually because if if I'm an asshole, like if I'm if I'm trying to be an asshole, let's say that's a better way to put it. If I'm trying to be an asshole, it's usually because. It's part of a joke or a bit or something, you know, or I'm just giving one of my friends or someone I like a hard time, right? And most people, especially most guys, are that way. But at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to try and love people and be there for the people I care about, regardless of the election's outcome. And folks... I would ask the same of you. And I know that's easier said than done for some of you, believe me. In fact, I know a couple members of this audience, specifically of the podcast audience, and I'm not going to say who they are, but some listeners have emailed me, you know, through the website contact form. And have told me stories about how, you know, 
their aunt or their uncle or uh you know their parents in some cases even have disowned them for being trump supporters and that to me is crazy that we've gotten to this point in this country where anyone in america would disown someone and disown a family member for simply having different, you know, for voting for someone different in an election. But again, this all goes back to the super polarization of everything, where everyone on the far, far uh, right is a neo-Nazi, and everyone on the left is nothing but, but a, you know, a dirty, rotten, you know, stinking, you know, fucking Antifa communist. And there's no middle ground in between whatsoever. You know, there there aren't any nuances. It's become that polarized in America. And that's, that saddens me. So, you know, if Trump wins... You know, to my fellow conservatives, I would encourage you to still be decent or at least do your very best to be decent and respectful towards those family and friends who may have voted for Biden. If you can be. Because I understand that's not always easy if they're being hostile, but do your best. You know, likewise, if we lose, be the bigger, be the bigger man or be the bigger woman and shake the hand of the person. Maybe the person who is voting for, for, uh, Biden this go around is the same, you know, aunt or uncle who disowned you the last time. If that's the case, be the bigger person and just shake their hand and, you know, congratulate them if you can. If you're in a situation to be able to be the bigger person. That's all I'm asking is regardless of where you come from, ladies and gentlemen, Treat each other with decency and respect after the election and in all things. And also, you know what? Like I said, I've got the podcast that I'm going to keep working on, and I've got school and other things, and I'm going to keep, you know, working on all those things in my life after the election. And I'm going to keep improving myself as best I can. Is politics going to, you know, influence some of it? Yeah, you know, maybe, possibly. But as long as the, as long as the system is still functioning, I'm going to do the best I can to get the stuff that I need to get done, done. And help, you know, others out where I can. And that's that. And, uh, you know, that's my plan. And hopefully this audience shares that same mindset because let me tell you something else, ladies and gentlemen. And this is something that my mom and I, we, we went out for dinner on Tuesday night, last night when you're hearing this. We went out to dinner last night and, uh, you know, COVID restrictions are less in Florida. They're not as enforced, but there are still lots of people who are wearing masks and whatnot. 
But, uh, you know, we were out to, we went out to a restaurant, which was enjoyable because we don't go out to be getting with much anyway. And then with the whole, you know, COVID thing, forget about it, you know, but we went out last night and, uh, it was nice just to see other people out in public and dining and whatnot. And, uh. I was kind of people watching at one point and uh, I lean over to my mom and I say to my mom, I told her, I said, you know, mom, there are, there are a lot of people who think that after the election is over, for whatever reason, that this COVID thing is going to go away. And you know, she and I began talking about it, and we both came to the conclusion that folks, whether you like it or not, this COVID thing isn't going to go away. Like I said, has been overhyped by the left and by the mainstream media, absolutely. Has been used to, you know, do really unethical, shitty things that violate our rights, yeah, unfortunately. But, you know, the I do believe the virus is real. I don't think it's as bad as we want to believe, but it's still, you know, it's still out there. And, I, listen, I don't think it's going to go away. Regardless of who becomes president, it's not going to go away. That I can tell you. We're going to be dealing with this COVID thing for at least another year minimum. I would, I would venture to say that, and it could be even longer. And I will say this, if Joe Biden wins, Things are going to get a lot more rest restrictive. We're probably going to get locked down again as a nation, and the lockdowns will probably be more severe. Who knows what's coming down the pike? But like I said, I don't think this thing is going away anytime soon. So the other important thing to do is regardless of the election, Try and keep your head up and keep your spirits high as best you can because we still have a storm to weather and I'm hoping it'll pass. I'm assuming it will. I don't know when, but me being an optimistic person, I would like to think it'll pass sooner rather than later, but it may pass later. Who knows? Regardless, we've got to stay optimistic. We've got to do our thing, whatever that might be for you. And, uh, you know, just support each other. Keep your head down, but, you know, also keep your chin up in a weird way. And folks, uh, you know, that's that. And, uh, I can't think of anything else, folks. It, uh, you know, hasn't been a full hour yet, but I think 45 minutes is a good place to stop. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday edition of the, uh, Whitfield Report. And if you're listening to, to, to this on Wednesday morning when I release it, uh, which hopefully you are, I will be on the Gamma Secret Kings Review podcast with uh, E. Scorpio and Apex Gamma uh, live tonight at 10 p.m. But we will also be doing a, uh, a hybrid of that, so we'll be combining the Gamma Hug Box and the Gamma Secret Kings review. 
So I'll be live streaming as well, 10 p.m. on YouTube as well. It'll be the same show, but you'll either be able to go to uh, eScorpio's channel on DLive, my channel on DLive, or my YouTube channel. Or you can also watch on Periscope, and then uh, the, the GSK Audio, uh, or I guess the Gamma Hugbox Audio, will be posted the the next day on Thursday, or I might I might start posting them on Friday, because that's usually when I do the Gamma Hugbox uh, podcast. So be on the lookout for that. If you can tune in tomorrow, uh, you know, or tonight live, I guess, uh, you know, please do so. That's t- tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, on the Whitfield Report YouTube channel or the Whitfield Report D Live channel, whatever that is. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. You know, if, if you can't, uh, audio podcast for that will be out on Friday, most likely. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. And then, like I said, I'll try and fix the audio for, you know, last week's Saturday show and get that uploaded in the back catalog if I can. But again, no guarantees. So, you know, maybe we'll just do the regular Saturday show on Saturday and go from there. Uh, But until then, folks, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, the other thing is I will be releasing my first uh, ever uh, exclusive Patreon podcast this week as well. And that is called The Savage Express with Sam Whitfield, uh, where... I can talk a little bit more freeform uh, about stuff like music and television and not have to worry about the, uh, you know, YouTube censors or the, uh, you know, podcast platform censors nabbing me for content. I can actually play the content on there and, uh, you know, speak a little bit more openly and, you know, do stuff for you guys on Patreon. I can't before. Um, I'll run a Patreon ad at the end of the podcast so you guys can get more deals, you know, details about that. But anyway, subscribe. It's only $3 a month for, uh, you know, supporting the podcast and getting the bonus exclusive Patreon podcast. Again, the Savage Express. And I'm looking forward to it. So if you guys are interested, go over to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report and sign up there. And yeah, folks, I think that concludes this uh, podcast. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Sam Whitfield here for the Whitfield Report from all of us here at NGC Studios, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. God bless. God save this great nation. God freedom, I see in that order, as my friend Mr. John Neri likes to say. And I will see you on the next episode of the Whitfield Report podcast. Thanks, folks. Well, folks, with the Whitfield Report in its fifth season and me starting my 14th year of podcasting in 2021, I figured now would be as good time as any to start a Patreon page for the podcast and I know everyone these days has a Patreon page who is a podcaster but let me tell you what you're going to get if you decide to join the Whitfield Report Patreon at the one level at the one dollar level you'll simply be uh, contributing that'll simply be a way of saying thank you uh, and I appreciate it But that's that. However, at the $3 level on up, you're going to be getting access to an exclusive uh, podcast that I'm hoping to do weekly called the Savage Express Podcast. And on that podcast, exclusive to Patreon subscribers and supporters, I'll be covering music and movies and pop culture and personally, and anecdotes in ways that uh, I can't 
cover on uh, YouTube or traditional podcast platforms. I'm hoping to do this every week. I might not, but it'll certainly be a longer form podcast uh, for those types of topics if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, I also might be re-releasing some uh, episodes of the Whitfield Analysis, my old podcast, re-releasing the back catalog, as it were, uh, digging out some of the old video clips that I've had in archive for years, and posting all of that exclusively to the Patreon site for you guys. It's going to be a good time, and uh, there are a couple of different tiers you can join in at. Uh, I understand if you can't join the Patreon, but if you're if you're able to uh, financially support the show and you want to help out, joining the Patreon would be the best way to do that. So I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report and sign up on one of the tiers today. And uh, again, folks, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And hopefully uh, I can look forward to your financial contribution, which I deeply appreciate as well. God bless, folks, and uh, God freedom amongst you in that order.